Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. Today is a very special, very holiday episode of Behind the Scenes. We are here with Adriana Cook, who is playing Clara in this year's production of The Nutcracker. We're here with Teddy Grillo, who's playing the Nutcracker Prince. And we're here with Jennifer Agbe, the artistic director of our annual production. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I am super excited to have you on because I did this interview, I think, last year uh, with last year's Clara, and that was a whole lot of fun. And I think this year is, I don't know, feels especially magical to me. Jen, do you think that that, that kind of sounds right? <laughs> you know, it is magical this year, and I'm just going to say it's the magic of having these two performers with me right here today because... Um, we are so thrilled to be able to have our youngest Clara ever. Yeah, since we've been doing the performances at the Hanover Theater. And of course, we have our own male dancer this year. So we um, did not uh, go the professional route because Teddy um, at this time and age in his life um, is showing these qualities that we would look in a professional dancer. Um, and, you know, through all of his training and education here at the conservatory, he has really, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he has really um, strived for excellence and um, his work ethic is amazing and we felt as though he deserved this role um truly yeah that's amazing and i think i've seen both of your names and programs a few times so i kind of recognized when when jennifer let me know who we we're going to be interviewing this year um so uh who would like to introduce themselves first adriana hello i'm adriana cook uh i'm 11 years old and I go to school at Mount View Middle School. Nice. And uh, have you been taking classes with the Hanover Theater Conservatory for quite some time, or are you kind of a newbie? Um, I've been taking classes for three years. Nice. And what would you say um, has really helped you to prepare for the role as Clara? Like, would, Is there any particular class that really helped you hone your skills? Um, definitely my primary two-year helped me grow the most. Nice. And Teddy, I know that you've been around for a little bit. So uh, tell us a little bit more about you. Um, well, I'm Teddy Grillo. I'm 17 years old and I go to Doherty Memorial High School. And yeah, I've been here at the conservatory since the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I know both of you were at uh, Cookies and Tea with Clara which is a very, very cute event that we host every year. Um, and so what was, what was the reaction like from our younger audiences when you saw them a few weekends ago? Well, especially seeing some of the younger boys, seeing their smiles on their face when they saw me, it was really exciting. And it was just really cute overall. Yeah. Adriana, what did you think? Um, a lot of kids were very excited to see me, and they even some kids even brought me like drawings and like mail for me to open, and everyone was so excited that I loved hugging all of them and taking pictures. They're all so cute. 
I know. I sent my little cousin Raylan to go and see it. And it was like her first time like at an event like that. And she was just all lit up. It was so cute. Um, and I think it's I think it would be really interesting as Clara because you're signing like auto, you're autographing like photos of yourself and, you, can, you know, kind of introducing these younger these younger kids to a beautiful, beautiful world of dance. Um, so I think that this that opportunity is really great here at the Hanover Theater um, just to kind of rope in those younger minds and maybe recruit them <laughs> for future productions. Um, so is this uh, is this. Um, I'm, I'm assuming this isn't your first time in the Nutcracker Productions. I know, Teddy, it's not yours. Um, so what number is it for both of you? Uh, this is my eighth year participating in the Nutcracker. Eighth year. Okay. And this is my fifth year participating in the Nutcracker. Nice. Okay. So we have some, some from pre-THTC. That's awesome. Um, yeah, these kids have been involved in this production for many years. And I think um, just having that unique performance opportunity here on our main stage is something that they all cherish and they look forward to every single year. Yeah, let's talk about about roles then. Um, so how how have you progressed in this production over the years? Adriana, where did you start? Um, I started as a mouse and then went to a sheep and then I was a Polly and then a small party girl. Mm. Now Clara. And uh, which one would be the most fun, would you say, to play? Um, probably Clara has the most choreography and is really fun to portray. Mm-hmm. And Teddy, what about you? Well, I started off as a little party boy, and then I was Fritz, and then started getting more principal roles, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Alice, same question for you. Which one would you say is uh, the most fun to play? Definitely either Russian or Rat King, I'd say. Mm -hmm. And which one is the most challenging? I should have asked this to both of you as well. What's the most challenging role you've had so far? Um, definitely probably either Russian or Rat King. It may look really short, but also at the same time, it just takes a lot out of you and a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Adriana, do you want to answer that one as well? Um, the most challenging role I've had is definitely Clara. has the most choreography and takes a lot of uh, energy and strength to do yeah it's like a marathon right because clara is there like <laughs> the whole time yeah and it um taps into their acting skills as well and that is something that we are trying to um build or create as genuinely as possible because as actors of course um you want to be convincing to the audience that you are not adriana or you're not you know Teddy, that you are the role in which you are portraying. So that I think um, for all of us, even as a rehearsal coach, um, is, you know, challenging to find how genuine we can be in our actions in our portrayal. Yeah. And uh, this production of The Nutcracker is, if you haven't seen it, absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I think that you touched on this last time we spoke about the Nutcracker, but it is inspired by a pop-up book, right? 
It is. This is like one of my favorite stories to yeah. tell. Um, I have two daughters and at the time they were both dancing and they were in love with Nutcracker. It was Nutcracker in my house 365 days a year, <laughs> seven days a week. And I am not kidding when I say that, you know, to hear Paula Chanel music, um, to hear the Arabian music. We would have nightly um, concerts mm -hmm. at our house, um, which, you know, looking back at it now, um, was a cherishing um, part, you know, of their lives and mine, um, because now I have a 16-year-old and a 20-year-old. But um, my mother gifted them with this beautiful pop-up book, and we would read it every single night. And just um, how brilliant the colors and how... Um, luring in of the illustration and the way the book was constructed um, was really, really special and something that I had never seen before. So when I envisioned the look for the, the scenic design, that popped into my head, you know, oh my God, what would it be like to have a pop-up book right in front of your face. Mm -hmm. So I hope when the audience comes that they do feel that um, as they are um, sitting in the audience being enchanted. Yeah, everything is springing from the page, right? That's what it's all about. Uh, so I'm curious, as performers in this production, what is a detail that you really, really love about this show? Um, just seeing this is kind of like behind the scenes, but also seeing everyone learning their roles and seeing how all of that pieced together to make one huge show. Like seeing, you know, on day one, people going rehearsal, not knowing what they're doing at all, to the last rehearsal, them just knowing the choreography looked like that. Um, one thing I see is when people come back over the years, how they progress and get different roles every year and to portray the different roles every year. Mm -hmm. I think um, I really like when all of the setup kicks in, uh, when I see all the, the set pieces getting like put onto the stage. Um, and I mean, the snow scene is just so pretty like so magical so enchanting we're using the word magical a lot in this interview um but it's true it's true and um i think that it's really great that you know it's it lands right on thanksgiving weekend so you know when you have all of your friends and family in town and you're enjoying that that time for togetherness um this is a really great opportunity to enjoy some some entertainment some live theater um and it is it, it is really gorgeous and it's not you know language is not a barrier for this show because it's it's dance it's universal um so i think that you know it's it's appropriate for it, anyone and everyone you know yeah you know i love how the students um are able to talk about the behind the scenes because it is something um 
you know, very special to witness the growth. Um, but I have to say, I'm going back to the stage. Um, and if I can just say my favorite part and the most um, pinnacle moment for me, and it always draws me to tears, is when Nutcracker becomes revealed to us as a uh, wooden doll to a, a human form. And that right there is the moment um, in my highlight in saying, this is why I do this. This, this is what has given back to me here. My art is bringing, you know, forward to me. And um, there's nothing like that moment. And it's every year. That's amazing. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> um, and so just, just kind of coming back to that conservatory side of it all. Um, do you have any, our, our dear students, uh, do you have any advice for someone that's thinking about kind of dipping their toe in the conservatory, thinking about taking classes, but isn't quite sure yet? Do you have any recommendations or advice? I mean, I highly recommend taking classes at the conservatory. It's, we're very welcoming and you just make a lot of friends here and you will have a great time. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a lot of nice teachers and a strong and nice community. Excellent. All right, everyone, you heard it here. Come and see The Nutcracker, our annual production of The Nutcracker at the Hanover Theater this Thanksgiving weekend. Get your seats today at thehanovertheater.org. Do you guys have any parting words for our audiences today? I do. <laughs> Always first one to speak, last one to speak. Anyways, yes, please come and fill the seats. Come and see this beautiful production. Support these kids um, in their passion. And Thanksgiving weekend is a, um, a traditional weekend. And this production here is based around traditions. And I hope we can always... Um, um, keep that going here at the theater. Um, so please come see us Thanksgiving weekend. I think you will not be disappointed, but more amazed at, you know, what the conservatory is putting out there as a unique performance experience. Yeah. And you can adopt your very own nutcracker while you're here. Absolutely. <laughs> we have some of the best kind here. Oh, yeah. I saw the sea in the conservatory this morning. There are so many. It's quite the variety. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Scenes today. It has been a pleasure having you. And we'll be right back with more after this quick break. Hello, and welcome back to Behind the Scenes with the Hanover Theater. This is Sarah Garofalo, and I am beyond excited to be joined today by America's top psychic medium, Matt Frazier. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hey, it's great to be here with you. Thank you for joining us. We are beyond excited for your performance here at the Hanover Theater and Conservatory for the Performing Arts. Matt Frazier, America's top psychic medium, is coming up on Sunday, January 22nd. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? 
Yeah, so a lot of people know me from my television show on E! Entertainment and also from my celebrity readings. But what's so amazing is that this gift is something that has actually run in my family from generation to generation. It started with my grandmother, who was a medium, who passed it on to my mom and then passed it on to me. But you got to you got to know that back in the day, like people didn't talk about this. People didn't talk about being a psychic or being a medium or connecting with the other side. So my family never did it professionally. They just kept it a secret. And it wasn't until I was growing up that I started to see and sense and feel things that I too realized that this was a gift and this was a calling. And I just took things down a different road. I just realized growing up that, you know, I can use this to help people heal just in a different way. So I read for close friends and family members. And then next thing you know, was asked to be on, you know, television shows and TV shows. And one day got my own reality TV show and since then, it's just been a journey of helping people connect with their loved ones in spirit. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing at the Hanover Theater. Well, that's amazing. Um, so you said it ran in your family. So was that something that you experienced growing up? Was it a part of your family? Absolutely. Growing up, I was like that little boy from the sixth sense. I would just see and hear and sense and feel things. And I remember going to bed at night and being so afraid because I never knew who was going to come in and talk to me or try to speak to me. But, you know, as I grew older and I started to look deeper into this, I realized that these were not ghosts. These were souls that were just trying to reach their loved ones here in this world. And then I realized that once I listened to them, the voices stopped. All they wanted were their messages to be heard. So what's amazing is that, you know, that's what I do every single day now. It's all about listening to the other side. And I'm very blessed, you know, to have this ability. And that's why I want to use it to help others. For example, you know, during our event at the theater, what I'm going to be doing is literally running off stage and going wherever the souls pull me. And every single event is different. I mean, I've been doing this for 12 years and no reading is the same. No event is the same. I never know what's going to happen. One minute I could be talking to somebody in the front row who had lost their mom. To next thing you know, being way in the back with someone who had lost their dad. To next thing you know, having to go up on the balcony. And yes, I will be going up on the balcony because, you know, maybe somebody lost their son or maybe somebody lost their daughter. You know, what's amazing is that, you know, during this event, I have to get off stage for one reason, because the souls are all around that room. And that's why I tell people when you attend an event, it doesn't matter where you sit. It just matters that you're there, because when you're there, your loved ones in spirit are there as well. Wow. So there's a lot of interaction that people may experience at this event. So that's amazing. Um, and I was watching one of your recent events, and I heard that you said that you can you can almost feel um, what the spirits are, are trying to show you in your own body. Oh, absolutely. So the way that souls communicate is different than we do here in this world. And what's interesting is that, you know, you may have had spirit communication in one way or another. And I'm going to tell you how, when souls go to the other side, they find a different way to reach us. Of course, they can't come through and just talk to us the way that we do. So they use a different way of communication and that's through signs. So if you've ever seen dragonflies, butterflies, repeating numbers like 1111, heard songs that remind you of the loved one that had passed, been waking up the same time every single night with no explanation, been feeling like someone's there and watching you, it's actually you picking up on a spirit communication. And what I can tell you is that I use that same communication method every single day when I'm doing these readings, is that the souls come through and they'll show me visions. And what visions are are little symbols that they'll show me in my mind and make me feel in my body to know what they're trying to say. So that's the reason why it didn't even matter if somebody spoke English here in this world. You know, when I'm communicating with the soul, anyone can come through. And I have souls that have come through that had passed even before they were born. 
I mean, what's truly amazing is that heaven is a place where all souls can communicate. And what's really interesting is even our pets can communicate in spirit as well. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, so do you ever feel when you're at home or at a party or a restaurant, are you ever getting these signs when you're out in public? And what do you do about that? Well, you know, if there's, if, if I get a sign of a feeling, right, it's because there's a soul that's there that's sending it to me. So with this job, there are no customer service hours. It's constantly, you know, on the go. If there's a message that has to be delivered and there's a soul in the nearby area that needs to say something, they will use me to, to be able to deliver that message. So there's many times when I'll just be, you know, having dinner or walking down the street or, you know, uh, just in a coffee shop where I'll have to go and deliver a message. But the thing is, is this, is that, you know, I love doing that because I feel as though that I'm being able to be their voice. I feel like I'm being able to really bridge the gap and finish the, un the unfinished business that we didn't get to finish here in this world. For example, there's a reason why souls come through. Sometimes we didn't get to say goodbye. Sometimes we lost a loved one tragically and we want to know that they're at peace. Sometimes we don't know how a person had passed. And sometimes we, we, leave, we lose a person and we don't have that we don't have that sense of closure because that person was hurting, that person was in pain, or maybe we were in pain, or maybe there was an issue that we had with them in our life. Well, that's where I come in. You know, I feel like that, you know, my whole job is going in, healing the unfinished business that we didn't get to heal before a loved one had passed. I think that's incredible. And, you know, you're just, you're doing such a great service um, relaying these messages. I just think that's wonderful. Um, and I read that you were working in the medical field for a little bit. Is that correct? Yeah. So I actually started my career right in Boston, actually. I worked for the World Trade Center in the Seaport District in the Seaport District as a uh, security in the security operations department. And I worked as an EMT. And then from there, it was around that time that I went to go and see a medium for the first time myself. Because like I said, my family kept this a secret and they never talked about it. So I went to go and see a medium for the first time myself because I wanted to see somebody who was actually using their gift since all my family did was run from it or keep it a secret. So I went to see a medium for the first time and it was at that moment that I realized, oh my God, I can do this too. And, you know, from then on out, I realized I didn't have to hide my gift. I could use this gift to help people. And that's just what I did. And it was amazing because I felt like I was helping people on the physical level as an EMT, but also helping them on the emotional level by overcoming grief, by hearing from their loved ones again. Wow. Um, and I wanted to talk about your newest book a little bit. I know that you've written a few books. Um, your newest one, We Never Die, Secrets of the Afterlife, was released earlier this year. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. So I was so excited because I this was the book I've been wanting to write for so long. And I wasn't sure how it was going to be received because, you know, the thing is, is with my gift, I talk to souls every day. And every time I talk to the souls, I learn something new. I learn more about what heaven is like, what the afterlife is like, what our loved ones do on the other side, who they're with, you know, uh, the kind of place that heaven is, how spirit communicates, so on and so forth. And what was so interesting is when I released this book, I wasn't sure how people were going to react to it because this has been all through my communication and through the perspective of the spirits. And the moment that it was released, it instantly became a New York Times bestseller. And I think that at that moment, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. And more importantly, I realized right then and there that this book was so important. It's what the world needed right then and right, right, right then and right there, because there's so many people 
who are in fear of death and dying in the other side. And if there is another side and if there's a heaven. And I think that the book really showed that there's so many people that want to know that there's more to life than this. There's more to life than what we're living and breathing and experiencing right now. So the fact that so many people ran out and bought it and recommended it and shared it with other people was just an absolute blessing and a dream come true. And I think a lot of it had to do with the pandemic. I think that during the pandemic, you know, when we all came face to face with death, we all realized, we all realized that, you know, a loved one could be taken from us in a blinking of an eye, or maybe they had been, if you've experienced a loss with the pandemic. And what this book really shows us is that even though we may lose somebody here in this world, they're truly never gone and that our loved ones are with us every single day. And that's a message I think everybody needs to hear. I agree. I think that that's really important in today's day and age. And as you said, I think loss is something that a lot of people are experiencing and, you know, you're here to bridge the gap. So I think that's wonderful. Um, and I know that you've recently just had a baby. Congratulations. Oh, um, thank you so much. Do you think that babies have a connection to spirits as some may say? I absolutely know that. I got to tell you that when I'm connecting, when I'm connecting with the spirit world, the spirits tell me many times that babies can't see them. You know, the reason why is that children are born here in this world and they retain that connection to the other side. When we're first born here in this world, our, where do you think our soul comes from? Our soul comes from heaven. And the same way that living people come to see a baby that's born here in this world, you have, you know, grandparents, great grandparents, sisters, brothers, relatives that all rush in to come and see that child. The spirits on the other side do as well. And that's the reason why a lot of children will talk about seeing and hearing souls that aren't there. A lot of them will think that they're just imaginary friends. But if you go to research it, I'm willing to bet that it might be a friend or family member that had passed away. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, well, once again, I am here talking to Matt Frazier. Matt Frazier, America's top psychic medium, will be performing on the Hanover Theater's main stage on Sunday, January 22nd at 3 o'clock p.m., we still have some amazing tickets available at thehanovertheater.org. That's theater spelled with an R-E, starting at just $39. There are also limited meet and greet tickets available that include a signed copy of your newest book, a photo opportunity with you, and other special goodies. So make sure to grab those as soon as you can. And Matt, thank you again for joining us today. Everyone else, stay tuned for more behind the scenes.